What's up, guys? Happy Hour Hoops Episode 3. Can't believe it's already Episode 3. Last time we recorded, we went over our all-NBA teams. We even threw in our meme teams and our role-player teams. Today, we got a little different stuff coming at you. And the NBA actually restarts tomorrow night, guys. Tomorrow. It's finally over. (laughs) Yeah. Wow, it's been a while. Yeah, it's felt like way too long. So tonight, we're going to um, talk about our awards picks. We got MVP, Most Improved, Sixth Man of the Year, Coach of the Year, and Defensive Player of the Year. Um, As Dunny said, we went through our All-NBA teams. I'm sure we'll see some of those same guys on this list. If you're your first time listening or you've been a loyal listener through, you know, all three episodes, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to podcasts on. And uh, so, yeah, let's get rolling into our awards picks. We'll start off right at the, right at the top. We'll go with MVP to start off. And so the, we talked about it last week, a little bit in the all NBA talking about the two forwards who we had, Giannis and LeBron and we said we'd get into the discussion more here and uh yeah these are really the only two that you kind of even could consider this year for MVP it's kind of weird how like some years there's three or four guys but this year it was literally a two-person race the whole time yeah I mean you gotta be looking at Giannis and LeBron for this or I mean you're just going crazy if you don't have either of those two I mean, it's it's so weird. I mean, I th- I think I'm 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 going with Giannis if I'm picking an MVP today, but um, that's just me. I mean, LeBron's obviously doing his thing out west in LA, and I really think I I I don't know if it's possible if he can be performing much better than he was before the season got paused. But I honestly think like LeBron should have been like I feel like LeBron playoff LeBron was like kept captive honestly it was like all bottled up and like he didn't know what to do with it in this time (laughs) off and I really just like think he's gonna explode on the court that's a that's the thing is like I don't really understand why they're not so they're not they ended the ballots after the earlier in the season everything I don't understand why they're not counting the eight games just for like to make this award race more interesting like don't you think they would want yeah espn and turner to be talking about like lebron and Giannis for these that's eight what games? I'm saying. like that's like i'm going Giannis, but i mean i think and uh, like like you said these these next eight games and then playoffs like i, th- I really do think lebron's gonna erupt yeah, so I, I'm I'm picking Giannis as well. I think we both agreed on that, and yeah. it's it's he's been pretty much better in every single category than LeBron has been this year. I know LeBron has had like the hot end of the year, but he's literally and if you look at any statistical category, defensive category, win shares, like everything, Giannis is ahead of LeBron. So. Yeah, and they've been a better team. Like even if the Lakers were still coming up like right on their heels, and they beat them right before the games, you know, stopped and everything, the Bucks were dominating everybody all year long. And LeBron also has Anthony Davis, which I was gonna say, like LeBron's <laughs> company, like also kind of gives him a cushion. Like yeah, we we talked about this. I th- honestly, I think in the first two episodes, but like it's Giannis and Chris Middleton, and we mentioned how little of a flashy superstar that Chris Middleton is. Yeah. So like it's basically the Giannis show out there in Milwaukee. He's and, gonna get uh, the if if the Lakers lose, they'll blame AD more than they'll blame LeBron. Yeah. If the well, Bucks lose, they're gonna blame Giannis. Full stop. It's him. It's him. It's not. They're not going to go after Chris Middleton. They're going to go no. after Giannis. Absolutely, they will. I mean, yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah, Giannis. He has it in every category, as you mentioned. He has the wins too. I mean, we. Do you want to talk about the other guys you had at MVP? I mean, they don't really stand a chance. But oh, it doesn't. So I just filled out the end of mine because you get you pick top five. So the yeah. three I had was Kawhi Harden. And then Damian Lillard as number five. 
Um, the only person I really think people could even argue with is Dave maybe in there because their team wasn't that good, but they also had a ton of injuries. And yeah, they were, if, he, if they had like a healthy roster, they'd probably be a top four team in the West. And Dame would be getting like actual MVP consideration right now. So yeah, I completely agree with there. that. Um, just because that's not how the cookie crumbled for the trailblazers and they did have all those injuries and like now they're fighting for a playoff spot. I think I would throw yeah. Luca and yeah. top five instead of Dame, just like same thing. I mean, like he, he kind of had a banged up squad, like Porzingis missed yeah. some serious time. And like, we talked about Luca last episode too, like that insane stat line in year two, like, what like I can't even fathom like what he's been doing this year. So I, I would throw him in instead of Dame, but I agree with everyone else. Otherwise. Yeah, Kawhi is if Kawhi plays all the games, he's probably in the top three with those dudes too. And Harden yeah. is just he just is a bucket and, yeah, the, and he's the best scorer score in the alone. league and yeah. he deserves to be up there no matter what for sure. So uh, we'll go to most improved now. We were just talking about Luca and yep. he's the guy that I'm picking for most improved um I, I don't know if he's actually i i don't know if they're gonna give it to him because he was so good last year still and yeah. they might like they might be like well he improved a lot but like how is it as much of a jump as some of these other guys but i mean the dude went from like not superstar like super good promising rookie to superstar levels and it's and it's and it's as big a jump as any of these other guys do. I mean, I had Bam on this list, Brandon Ingram on my list, Siakam, Tatum, or the other guys on my ballot, but Luca stands out again ahead of all those. And that's a good group of guys too, but yeah, and you you mentioned this group and I was kind of thinking about it. And this is this has always been a weird award for me. But I feel like in years past it's like always a clear cut, like kind of everyone's on the same page They're like oh yeah like it's it's definitely that guy was most improved like he kind of sucked last year and now all of a sudden he's like providing just super helpful minutes for whatever team he's on but this year I really do feel like you could argue any of these guys for a lot of different reasons and I honestly I think BI is gonna get it I think Ingram's probably gonna get that award given to him yeah and just I don't know like you know like he's he's in New Orleans now. Like Zion was hurt for a lot of time. He really he really stepped up, and I think he was. I mean, he got rashed like his first few years in the game in the league because everyone's like, "Oh, Brandon Ingram like is the next KD." When he got drafted, and then yep. like all of a sudden he couldn't shoot, and like he really he wasn't getting to the rim that well, and like that was like they're like, "All right, can't shoot," and now like this guy's like six, nine and also can't get to the rack. Like what's going on? Does Brandon Ingram suck? And this year he's really proved the haters wrong and his jump shots kind of been stellar this year also. So yeah, probably giving it to Ingram and then bam out of bio was a close second for me. Yeah. Like you were talking about Ingram, like this is no one ever really knew if he could be the guy that would like be able to carry a scoring as like a number one option like he was always like oh maybe he'll be like a nice number two especially like next to Zion that's whatever he's expecting like oh he'll be a good number two next to Zion or next to Drew Holiday or whatever but he could he could be the alpha of that team even in the playoffs this year because as good as Zion is as good as anybody else on that team is he can get his shot basically any point yeah any at any point now he's proven like I mean he is obviously not even anywhere close to KD yet. And I know those are his comparisons when he got drafted. Um, but he showed glimpses of it this year. I mean, like the fadeaway jump shots, mid range, like he's knocking down the three ball. And then like, he's just so much more confident getting to the, getting to the rack now. And you mentioned a guy like Drew Holiday. And then I also think Lonzo Ball, I think both of those guys really compliment, uh, compliment BI's game. Yeah, for sure. And you you brought up Bam too, and Bam has just like been <laughs> one of the best defensive players in the league, like out of nowhere. Basically, it's just that's yeah. just normal Heat shit that they they pull something like that off with him. Honestly, but he's like gonna be a star in the league, like probably on all NBA teams coming up in the next years and everything. And it was basically like I wouldn't say out of nowhere because everybody kind of talked about him as like a guy with potential and everything. But yeah. I mean, he definitely like took a serious role with the Heat and has not let them down yet this year at all. Yeah, I feel like 
like Hassan Whiteside like a few years ago on the Heat, like he he like kind of balled out for like one season, and everyone was like, oh, like Hassan, like they have their center. I feel like Bam is like everything that Hassan like could not be for the Heat. <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> he's like far more athletic, does everything that Hassan did on the boards, like dunks just as hard if not harder and like now he like has an outside shot out of nowhere too and like he's beating other bigs off the dribble from the three-point line like yeah bam and and as you mentioned i mean his is his defense has been yeah like if they play if they're playing the bucks in the second round this year it's bam is going to be the dude on Giannis. Yeah, like basically the whole game. They're gonna. Well, I mean, they're gonna throw Iguodala and Jimmy at him too. Yeah, but Bam is gonna take a lot of that responsibility. It's definitely stance of Jimmy Butler just to rough him up a bit. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, Bam can definitely like. I mean, the Celtics used to put Al Horford on Giannis yeah. in the playoffs. So like, if Al can they do just it, need Bam the size. absolutely can. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I mean. It, he's he's definitely someone else to look out to and definitely somebody who could be up for this award next year too if he like takes yeah. another leap like offensively i wouldn't be surprised if people are talking about him again next year all right i'm going out of order on this list that we have here and i'm gonna go with defensive player of the year next yeah and uh because i think this one for me it's pretty easy and it's gonna be the boring pick but i'm going with Giannis is again he's just gonna rake in the trophies this year because he literally is like if you've watched a Bucks, if you haven't watched Bucks games this year, or haven't watched a lot of Bucks games this year, just because they've been so dominant all the time, they're just blowing people out. He can just change a game defensively. He's just all like, you know, you see how big that dude is. He's just everywhere on defense, blocking shots, interrupting shots. Like jump shooters are scared when he's coming near them because he can just take a stride and be in your face. Yeah, like as they should he changes be. <laughs> the whole floor. Yeah. Like he just changes the whole floor up when he's on defense and he's a very disturbing person for both MVP and defensive player of the year. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm taking the boring pick too. And <laughs> I'll, I'll try to put a not so boring twist on it. I mean, he's going to join elite company if he does this. And I think he will like, Jordan and Hakeem Olajuwon are the only two people in a single season to win MVP and defensive player of the year. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's, that's like pretty incredible company if he does do that this year, but I really do think he's going to like, why? Like, it's crazy to me if like he doesn't, I honestly think he deserves the defensive player of the year more than he deserves the MVP. I think he's going to get both, but I really do. I mean, he's averaging like 14, 13.7 rebounds a game, just about 14. And, like, most of those are on the defensive end. And then also a steal and a block to go along with that. Like, And as you mentioned, like, the stats that don't show up, like, he just interrupts shots. He makes jump shooters scared. Like, he's a force on on both ends of the court. Like, I think Giannis is a clear defensive player of the year this year. Yeah, that that just makes, like, it just sounds – so terrifying like the way that we need to both describe him on defense it's like yeah. how do you like game plan for a dude that's like 6 11 and can take two steps and be from the baseline to the halfway to past the three-point line I don't like, know, there's going... nothing there's nothing to that you can do about that Giannis, like and just like the bucks season in general is just going overlooked to me and like people are like oh like LeBron's LeBron's in the West now like he's not in the East it's like what a perfect storm the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis were like as soon as soon as LeBron went went West like that's when that is when Giannis turned like just turned up the heat like he literally went to that next level he was like this is my conference now yep and that's why we deserve a Lakers Bucks finals to see yeah. to see those two going at it with each other. But a, a guy that should I didn't write down on my list here, but a guy that if you played all the games should be on there is Kawhi too because Kawhi yeah. just changes everything. Absolutely. Um, AD is up for consideration on this team, but his team is actually not as good um, defensively when he's on the floor. A bunch of analytics, like, and and I mean that's he's not what's causing their defense to go poorly. Those are the things that analytics that you just have to throw away sometimes with that because if you watch the game you see what he does but he's not the level of Giannis obviously as a defender at this point and I mean Gobert's won it the last two years but 
still just not this, it's his just, yeah the versatility Gobert, is not there is the same as Giannis at any of these yeah. guys this year and Gobert's numbers are like way down yeah from last year well his defensive numbers anyway and like I I love the I do love the meme though. It's like Gobert is about to win Defensive Player of the Year again because he shut down the whole league in like one game because <laughs> of the coronavirus. Yeah, but he earned it after that point. Yeah, had to hit. I had to hit Gobert where it hurts with the meme culture. But uh, no, I just I just really Rudy's like you mentioned. He's 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 won the last two. I just don't. It's not it's not Rudy Gobert's year for the Defensive Player no. of the Year. No. Um, another guy you have on this look, list, Brooke Lopez. I honestly think he would be more deserving. Also, again, if they're about to give it to a Milwaukee Buck, it's definitely not going to be Brooke Lopez. Yeah, yeah, you can't give it to Brooke Lopez over Giannis because Brooke <laughs> yeah. Lopez doesn't exist without Giannis at this point. I know Giannis like seems <laughs> like a team guy and like he's just he probably just wants to win a championship, but even that would piss off Giannis. I yep. think. Like, yep. No, <laughs> that's my trophy. <laughs> Brooke averaging 2.4 blocks a game. I think we talked – I talked about this in, like, podcast one or yeah. last week. But, I mean, definitely shouldn't be underappreciated what he's doing, but I don't think he's going to win the award. No. Um. So, let's go transition to the sixth man of the year. Ooh, and, this is always uh, a fun one. So, who do, you, who do you have for sixth man of the year, Dunny? Well – not only do I have him for six man of the year, but I think when he retires that they should name this trophy, the Lou Williams. Award. <laughs> um, because I mean, he's just like the perfect six man. I mean, everyone like Manu back in the day, I was actually just watching some Manu highlights the other night, Manu yeah. Ginobili on YouTube. But Lou will is just like literally Mr. Six man. Like he like, yeah. Like Drake makes songs about him being like the sixth man. Like, that's true. He has a Drake bar. Like that's pretty. Yeah. That's pretty official. <laughs> right. I mean, like where we like the sky's the limit now. Like, <laughs> but no, seriously. Like and and he knows it too. I love how confident he is about. It. He's like he's talking about him and Montrez Harrell. Like mm-hmm. he's like what two players off the bench have averaged eighteen points per game each before? And the answer is no one. Nope. But that Clippers team is absurd and Lou Will is just a bucket and he torches teams. Yeah. Like it's not like he just like comes in like and gets his buckets. It's at crucial moments and it's like and you can throw whoever you want. Like I mean I love Marcus Smart till the day I die. I think he's one of the best defenders in the league. But like I've watched Lou Will torch Marcus for an entire game. Yeah. It's he's it's ridiculous the amount of like moves and shit he has in his arsenal that just yeah. pulls out of nowhere and just so effective. Like I love how I he's just always falling away too on his jump. Shot. Oh, I know. Well, he's so bro. He's so tiny, but he's so shifty. And yeah. I thought by now, like he's like in his thirties by now. I figured by now it'd be like all right. He's like one of those dudes that like it's gonna fall off. Like he like he'll lose the little speed he has and everything. It'll be harder. Like no, like he's too good. Like he he could do this old man game forever. And then we're gonna see him in like the big three in ten years. He's gonna be like the oh my god, he's gonna dominate the big three. The big three. He's going to. Run <laughs> he might be the like the Jordan three. of the big three, honestly. Oh my like god, he's I can't made imagine. for that shit. He really is. That's his. That's he's gonna make the big three like actually big. Like people are just gonna go see Lou Will. Yeah, big three. But oh nah, God. like he's the he's the most deserving person of this award every year and this year still like he was easily like I trust him more than I trust Paul George on the Clippers. Yeah. Like if I'm t- I trust like Kawhi and then Lou Will, not go, Paul George. Like, yeah. yeah. If I'm at this the end year, of the game, for sure. I'm I'm giving the ball to Lou Will before him, for sure. For and sure. That's just yeah. a testament. That's not a, and that's as much as I knock on Paul George all the time. Like that's not as much of a knock on Paul George as it is like a compliment to Lou Will. Yeah. yeah. We also had Dennis Schroeder on this list, who probably any other year I would love to give it to because he's basically like a Lou Will for the mini Lou Will for the Thunder. But yeah. He's just not as he's not as offensively talented as Lou Williams is, but he still is so effective off the bench for them. Yeah, I always thought of Schroeder, especially like even just like when he came into the league, like he just seems like a more offensive minded Rondo to me or yeah. like a more offensively skilled Rondo. Because yeah. like, like Rondo is offensively minded, like he's led the league in assists multiple years. But yeah, Schroeder's just like, and I don't know if it's just like the fit that he has on 
on on that team, but on the Thunder. But yeah, I don't know. He's really good. Yeah, we got Montrezl Harrell on here as well, um, which I don't think that's the same thing as earlier we were talking about yeah. with Giannis and Brook Lopez. Like you can't really you can't really give it to Harold if without Lou will like one does not exist without the other. That's for sure. And I talked about Giannis getting mad if Brooke won. I think it would, Lou would be like, he was like, even though he tweeted about like them both averaging 18, like Lou's like, my 18 is more important. Like, get out of here and go grab a few more rebounds and give me my trophy. Yeah. He's not putting up 18 with Pat Bev running pick no. and roll with him. That's for sure. God, no. Uh, I put Dragic and D Rose just for reference on this list. We can't forget how good D Rose was this whole year. And yeah. if he gets a run right. on one of these playoff teams and gets traded, actually, like maybe we're talking about this a little differently because he was like, he should have been, he should have been a starting point guard this year. And he was, but he was so effective off the bench for uh, Detroit. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'm, I'm never going to knock anyone who's given D Rose credit for any award or just in general because D-Rose, I mean, you go like you, you look at guys like Tracy McGrady and like um, Brandon Roy back in the day. Yeah. And like Brandon they're Roy. like them just like being so injury prone, much like D-Rose and I'm throwing in the towel and like year yeah. five and six and like D-Rose just sticks it out, dude. And like has unreal, like he has unreal game still. I mean, he's, playing for freaking detroit like mm -hmm. <laughs> that's tough but yeah that's a, that's always well as you mentioned like he, he's on a contending team like this award like maybe his if he's not a starter yeah yeah he's he was he it, it's good it's always good to see him succeed at this point and not the level he success he's found now like i never would have expected it after all the shit that he went through and yeah, so it's just really especially nice those like weird years like with the new york next too i was like oh no <laughs> nobody can nobody has the, that nobody has good luck on the knicks that's just no. more on the knicks than d rose the sure. only person that like <laughs> made themselves on the knicks is jeremy lynn yeah, honestly <laughs> that was like the most insane two weeks of jeremy lynn's life but that's yeah. that's all you can get still that's that's all you can get from the knicks they give you right. two weeks and then it's probably call lynn sanity <laughs> um so our last award we're doing here is coach of the year and this one is – I had a hard time deciding who I wanted for this one, so I'll be interested to see who you think it is. But I'm going with Nick Nurse because I don't think – I think this Raptors team is slept on a lot right now just because Kawhi's been gone all year and they're just – they're not, like, the most exciting team. They really remind me of, like – and it's going to sound – it's not just because Kawhi just left them, but, like – the way they play and the way that people talk about like their organization reminds me a lot of the Spurs now. And if that's the team that they're going to be like compared to, then you kind of have to always consider Nick nurse as coach of the year because yeah. he's going to keep putting up coach. Like the fact that they are on, we're on pace to win more games than last year without a superstar and they're in a position again to be in contention for a title, and and they didn't add much. No, they didn't not add at much all. from Kawhi left. It's all it's development. Knowing their role, players stepping up, and Nick Nurse is not afraid to you know try shit, and he was yeah, abandoning completely say. different game plans all the time, and just the level of innovation and shit he has, like that he's he's coached. The, but it's close, like it's close for me, but. I think he's got to have it this year. That's a good point, though. Like that's that is why coaches lose their jobs in the NBA, or like they just see you see a lot of teams with talents just like not do as nearly as well as they should. It's because coaches just like aren't willing to adapt. Like yeah, and Nick like that's probably the best part about Nick Nurse's coaching, as you mentioned. Like you lose Kawhi, okay, still having an unbelievable season, and as we mentioned, they didn't add any big name players. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, like, I can't really argue with that. Like, it probably, I honestly, like, probably would give it to Nick Nurse. But also, I love that you have Billy Donovan on this list. Yeah. Just because, like, I feel like Thunder, like, acquired Billy Donovan a few years ago or probably like, close to, like, around, like, what, five years ago now? Yeah, it was, yeah, he's been, yeah, four or five years, I would say. He's, yeah, he's had his time there and, like, People have been saying for years now that it's Billy Donovan's the problem. Like he, like he's got to go. Everyone was like, everyone was out on him. Like 
Like he's ruining the organization. Then like yep. Chris Paul comes in, young talent. Like everyone's thinking maybe a tank year. They just try to rebuild. Like, no, we've talked about the Thunder the first two episodes, and, like, they are impressing everyone and honestly shocking everyone. Yep. And I think I think he deserves loads of credit for that. I mean, he just needed the right group to coach. And who knows? Like, maybe he, maybe he didn't get along with Westbrook or it was something that, like, just wasn't working there. Or, or as we mentioned, CP3, you know, he's kind of taken over those scrimmages with how much he can – talk and be that floor general maybe billy donovan just like says yo yeah, maybe go he leans thing. on like, cp more than yeah then the rockets definitely wouldn't didn't lean on him like yeah you can to be a leader of a team and everything like that yeah billy donovan was the other guy i was really like thinking hard about between with nick nurse and and bud um but like you were saying he's been there for five years six years now and the fact that he's been able to just build up the culture and build the pro like the program he in quotes he's wanted to do and they're seeing like the success of it like that's like that's from like team building and culture building you get that shit like you get a year like this year because there's no reason that team should be in the position they're in right now no one thought they were going to be at all okay so yeah this is i had to fact check so we stopped speculating he's been there from 2015 to present so five Mm -hmm. years um but yeah, no, Billy Donovan. I'd probably take him as my coach of the year. Um, also, like that you have Spolstra on this list because he just like always. I love Spolstra. <laughs> I mean, there, there was years that like I hated on the dude, but it was, it was just because he was the man, and like yeah. LeBron was just torturing everyone in the East when he and was no on one the respected Spolstra that much then because he had just started yeah. out. Everyone was like, "Oh, like who is this guy? Like, go fire him." Pat's got to come down from the stands, and they were like, yeah. "Nope." This dude's got it, and he really does have it. Like, and I love it too. Every time, I swear to God, every time you use the Heat in two K, the yeah. announcers have to talk about how Spolstra was like a video, like the video editing, guy. Or like, but he he had some job in the production room. Yeah, like, now he's head coach, and like, yeah, <laughs> it is a cool story. But it's like, anytime, like I'm bringing the ball up with like. I don't even know, Jimmy Butler. And I just like, I'm hearing about Spolster, how it used to be a camera guy. I'm like, all right, well, but no, like great, great journey for Spolstra. And like, he's, he's doing outstanding things with the talent that he has on the heat this year. Yeah. He's, he's always up there. And then you got to have Budenholzer and Vogel on there just because their teams are the best in their conferences. And yeah. I mean, honestly, like coach Bud, I kind of expected this from him. Like they were, we knew they were going to be good, but I, I Frank Vogel will be the guy that they blame in the first, if anything ever goes wrong, but this year, nothing has went wrong for him. He's done like a lot better than I expected for him to do just in general. I feel like Vogel handling himself. Get luck over the years too. Coach. Yeah. He really over the has. last few years anyway. Yeah. The magic, he was never set up for success in Orlando. That's for no. sure. And the Indiana, they kind of just blamed him instead of, you know, paying Roy Hibbert way too much money when he oh wasn't that God. good. <laughs> like they did, and not like, getting another star for Paul George. He had like four blocks in a playoff game. And they were like, take all our money. <laughs> <laughs> and then they fire the coach. Like it's your fault. Yeah. It's like, no, this dude literally can't score the basketball. Like he has no offensive ability at all. And he's making $80 million. Yeah. It was bad for them. So for the last award we have, it is Rookie of the Year, and we both pretty much agreed immediately on who this would be, and I don't think that there's really any argument, and if there are people that are arguing with me, then I'm going to tell you that you're really wrong. (laughs) It's it's John Morant. Like, I don't want to hear any talk about Zion. He played, you know, three, a quarter, a third of the season, and as amazing as he was, it was still just a third of the season and the Grizzlies aren't in contention for the playoffs without the way John Morant played. Yeah, no, the fact like the, like you, like you just mentioned, like the Pelicans are, I think in the spot that they're in, regardless if Zion played or not. Mm -hmm. And the same just cannot be said about the Memphis Grizzlies without John, like Coming into this league, like, you knew he was kind of going to be a phenom at some point. I did not think it was going to be right away. No, not one of at the all. dunks, one that he pulled off, and then some of the dunks that he tried this season, that he, like, that dunk that, like, 
that like poster of him going like full Jordan, like trying to bang on Kevin Love. Yeah. It's just like the sickest thing. And like that's coming from like a rookie point guard. Like he he's just really done it all this year. Like, yeah. And I, he impressed me with the shooting too. Like his three point shot, like he's hitting he's hitting them from range. Like he's hitting them at the buzzer with guys in his face. Like, I mean, you knew the explosiveness was there. You knew he has a crazy handle. But yeah, he's just he's flourishing in year one. John Morant, easy rookie of the year for me. Easy. Like it's not it wasn't even a question for me really trying to figure this one out. John Morant, like it's it I think it's still up to debate like who's gonna be more impactful in their career. Like as much as we talk about Zion, like he's always had the hype. Like Ja showed enough that like he could easily be like top 10 top five potential two in this league and yeah. this is nothing to take away from zion and everything he did but 19 games just isn't enough and it's ridiculous to even like i don't even even i don't even know if like i was actually voting like if i had a vote for this award like i don't know if i'd put him on the ballot because i don't know if that would meet like even the criteria yeah to win such a thing like and there's nobody else that really like there's brandon clark kendrick nunn like those dudes were studs this year too but like not they weren't near the level of Ja, so he's and they just, they just aren't doing for their team what Ja is. Like. No, not at all. All right, they just. But yeah, so those are our awards. Um, and I really still wish that they were counting the seeding games so we could get a little bit more of a race here at the end. But I don't think it would have changed that much between these guys. No, not much. So we'll see though. So finally. Enough about end of the year stuff. Enough about looking back. There is real, live, non-scrimmage, but not still without fans or anybody else in the building. Basketball tomorrow night. Tonight, well, it'll be tonight because this will be out out tomorrow morning. So tonight we get to watch basketball. How excited are you to actually see like oh live God. basketball? I would watch. I mean, give me the worst of the worst tomorrow, and I'm still <laughs> I'm still throwing that on. But uh, no, I mean, great. We have great matchups. I'm just so like psyched. Even the scrimmages, though, like, they they gave me what I needed. But now, yeah. like now, now to know it's no still, starters are going to be the whole game. Like yeah, because you watch now. the scrimmages, and even when like the top like the top guys are out there, you're like, all right, this is still like you can kind of tell they're not like giving it their all. Yeah see some players where they just like give up like when when they get beat like the help defense doesn't come like that 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 shit is out the window like <laughs> i i, I want to see i want to see some good competition especially and, for some of these teams like some of these teams are like they're battling like they're trying to get in the playoffs or at least get in that playoff game like these yeah. teams are gonna play, it's gonna be like do or die games some of these games yeah some of these teams are they're getting uh they're getting sent out of the bubble if they don't perform <laughs> <laughs> they don't come correct they they they're gone out of orlando no more no more resort time for them i love how it's gonna be so empty once we're like at the finals like they're gonna be yeah. like walking around like, it's, like a whole it's gonna be so creepy for yeah. those dudes <laughs> i know <laughs> you imagine That's seeing the whole point. league and then just now there's nobody in there yeah. <laughs> and just in the middle of disney world yeah that's a little weird all right, so we're just going to run through the ga- the big games of the weekend. I mean, they're all big. They're all every- – NBA's back. We're just going to focus on a few here. So we'll start off with the game that everybody's been waiting for since the schedule was put out, the opening night game, Lakers and Clippers, not from Staples Center, <laughs> from Disney World, which is so weird. that, that That's really going to be the biggest difference if these two teams play off. Yeah, right. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about here, which – this is what everybody still thinks the Western Conference Finals preview, um, and we're gonna see them in the fir- one of the first games back. Uh, what are you looking for with the very hurt? Both teams are missing a lot of key players: Lou Will, Pat Bev, and Montrose Harrell out for the Clippers, and Avery Bradley and Rajon Rondo out for the Lakers. Yeah. And AD doubt he is not doubtful, but possibly might not play with his little, with his eye injury but oh, really? i feel like he's still gonna speaking of ad kareem goggles <laughs> i am all for that i'm for kareem ad he actually he's especially like the 40, way 20 tomorrow yeah especially <laughs> the way his hair and beard are right now like i'm with that i, yeah. I like that look for ad even if it is just because of his eye but this may be a hot take. I think the Lakers are going to run with this game. I think 
I think double digit score uh, difference. I, I think the Lakers are going to kind of put a hurting on the Clippers. And that's just like, I mean, the Clippers just got some issues right now. We mentioned both. I mean, if, if Anthony Davis plays, if he doesn't, it's anyone's game again, but yeah, if Davis, yeah, that's plays, a game if Davis plays like no Lou will, no Papev Harold's out. Like that, I just I really don't think that. I mean, unless Paul George, like you mentioned, is playing like he did in OKC a few years yeah. ago, or if he's playing like him, his Indiana self, which we haven't seen in years. Yeah. Um, they just they really don't have consistent scoring outside of Kawhi. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're talking me into Lakers minus four a lot more than I was <laughs> before I got on this podcast. I'm not gonna lie. No, seriously, it's a, it's that, a good bet. it makes sense. Like. The Clippers are also the team that, like, if anybody's not going to care what happens in any of these seeding games, the Clippers are not going to care. They, they, I could, yeah. they could, like, if you would, you wouldn't be surprised if they were like, well, Kawhi actually just doesn't want to play for the first two weeks, so he's just not going to play in yeah. these games. Like, no one would be surprised if that happened. So, are the Clippers really going to? I don't want to hear that. Yeah, I mean, but I'm just saying, like, the Clippers. So why would like they're not going to go like if they're down by? 10 15 early on like they're not going to go balls of the wall to try to like come back no. to beat the lakers in game one of the seeding games when both these teams are very very comfortably in their spots and it doesn't really matter where they end up at this point because there's no home court advantage so none of them, neither of them care to be home at home anyways I yeah. just think that it's a lot more likely that the Lakers will pull this off, but that I just also think that that means nothing to a possible game in the future because I still think the Clippers are a little more built for a seven-game series than the Lakers are. But yeah, I'm just happy that we're going to get to argue about it after the first get day about who's and going to the finals, the Lakers or the Clippers again. I got to bring this up before we go on to the next game because I was going to bring it up when we were talking about six man but i wanted to i wanted to at least have a discussion about those other guys on our list but what the hell was lou williams thinking dude like <laughs> yeah we did kind of just gloss over it. i was gonna was... bring it up before and i was like i'm gonna wait because i know we're talking like <laughs> and i know we're gonna mention that he's out but dude like yeah lou will's out why is lou will out oh he just, was... he just something happened <laughs> It was Jack Harlow's birthday party that he like went to allegedly, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah. And, well, Jack Harlow posted a picture with Lou Will at the gentleman's club. He was at a strip club. Yep. At, like don't at- beat around the bush. Everyone knows that. Even the twelve year olds that are looking at Sports Center's Instagram feed, they know what the gentleman they know what he was up to. And they also follow him on Instagram and Jack Harlow, I'm sure, and they saw but my favorite part of it is how much it's like blown up, like the whole chicken wing thing. Have you have you heard that? Like Johnny Manziel's like that that club that Lou Will like got. No, like, okay, so everybody like I've heard about this before, like just rappers and shit. Like I've heard so much about Magic City Wings in my life. Like I need to go get them. Apparently, at some point, yeah, I saw a picture what? on Twitter. They looked incredible. Like I was like, wow, like just from this one picture, like I feel like it's worth it. Like those those wings look kind of good. There's just so <laughs> much. I didn't think there. Were, I I knew there was gonna be a lot of buzz about like Lou Will leaving the bubble. And, like him like getting suspended or whatever or not suspended but like not being able to play because of corona and stuff but like you have kevin harlan on the broadcast of the scrimmage games like dropping like wing, like strip club wing jokes <laughs> kendrick perkins calling out lou will oh my like, god perk i'm tired of perk already but this yeah is i get it like he's on perk. like he, he's like on the air with like Stephen a and stuff sometimes so like i think he's like picking up like, i know that that's what he's of. trying to do but like yeah. come on bro you're just doing too much at this point yeah lou will fired right back at him he's like i'm a 15 year vet dude like shut up perk like, yeah <laughs> Like he's like I'm doing. He's like I was doing my thing. Like I'll be back. Like whatever. He's like I'm. Yeah, that's what, and that's what I mean. The Clippers don't care about these games. If they would care, would they would? Yeah. Be, I feel like they'd be more mad. Like we would be hearing reports about like Clippers players upset with Lou Williams, like for whatever. Like no, no one's mad. They probably all understand how good those fucking wings are. Yeah. And we're like, you know what? You're right, bro. We're this bubble sucks. Like we wish we were at the strip club with you. I honestly <laughs> think the Pat Bev situation is a little more interesting. It's like we. That's still like a big question mark right? yeah like, 
yeah, like I hope everything's just like all right with him or whatever. But who knows? Like we haven't heard anything yeah. from on the his front. So like we we know Luo's gonna miss the first two seeding games. Like we haven't heard. Like Pat Bev's gonna. I don't miss. even think he's back in the bubble yet. So no, he he's still not. has to quarantine for fourteen days now, probably when he gets back in. I think the so, longer you're out, the longer you have to quarantine. So big old question mark for Pat Bev. Yeah, I knows? think Lakers taking that matchup. Lou will. Just was eating some chicken wings at <laughs> a gentleman's club. Wings. Nothing else. Nothing at all. Um, we can move on. Let's, uh, let's go on to the first game of tomorrow night. It's Jazz Pelicans, and we still don't know about uh, Zion Williamson, if he's going to be playing tomorrow night. Yeah. He just got back to the bubble. He's been practicing the last two days. I would assume he's still going to go because we were, like we were talking about earlier. Um, these seeding games are do or die for some of these teams, and the Pelicans are very much, in fact, one of those teams because this oh, play-in yeah. game only exists because they want Lakers-Pelicans in the first round for TV ratings. And so the Pelicans kind of have to uphold their end of the bargain and get a win here on opening night. But the Jazz are the Jazz are like the sleeping giant, I feel like, because they're probably more pissed off than anybody, any team else in the league because they've had so much yeah. bullshit they've had to deal with throughout this whole – coronavirus stoppage and everything like that like they've dealt with the most shit for it obviously. and not even like yeah like not even like the real bullshit that they obviously dealt with and like like there's just like no getting around like they're like they're pretty much the reason yeah and i mean it's probably gonna happen eventually but like yeah. like fingers were pointed like you can't you can't take that back and like, it caused it such an issue between their two star players and they're still an issue like they still admit like they're not boys like they'll yeah. work together but and that's what not i mean cool. like I, the media's blown out of proportion but it's like obviously like some of that's true like you yeah. can't like you're not just gonna be like oh yo dude like almost killed me like what's up <laughs> Like we're good now. Yeah. I'm still gonna I'm still gonna toss you some lobs, go bear, yeah. don't worry about it. But yeah, no, I mean that's I think the Jazz Pelicans definitely anyone's game. As far as like who grabs that eight seed in the West too, I would love to see the Pelicans, but like I, I feel like I could say that about like any of the teams that are competing for that spot. Like I kind of just like don't care, like kind of just like wanna be like just wanna let it play out. Like I don't wanna like pick a favorite right now. Like yep. but I agree that like the you know, Pelicans, Lakers, first round, like that would. That's the match they want to see. Like that's crazy. That's right? what they want to see. Yeah, like for sure. And they're right within that range. I mean, that the West, those West, that nine seed in the West is going to be super interesting. There's a couple more teams that we got to talk about in that spot um, later on, but it's it's going to be awesome to see like some of these do or die games in the bubble because these teams really can't afford to lose any games. Um, the next one we have is Celtics Bucks on Friday night, six thirty. Um, possible Eastern Conference Finals preview, and see if the Celtics how they match up against the Bucks. You know, kind of starting off right in the bubble, they're getting a they're getting a test. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean the the Bucks are. The Bucks have had their number. I feel like what this year. How has it gone this year? I can't remember off the top of my head that the games that they played in already against each other. Thanks. But I know that they've had some trouble with the Bucks, and it's just. What, what can, have they? They played. Uh, no, this is obviously the fourth. I think they played three already. Yeah. Two. I, I want to say it might be three. Oh, Bucks. I think so too. I didn't want to just spout that off. Yeah, that listen the beginning of this. I know they played really early in the season, and that's like fucking five years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. I think everybody can relate to that. Oh no, they lost to Boston. All right, in October, so that's literally so another. That's literally another world ago. They beat yeah. Boston in January, and then they beat Boston again. No, I think this is their third game, so they're one and one. Oh, okay. Okay, so oh, not as bad. I was, you know, I think Philly had Boston's number this year, which was surprising. Yes, yes. Boston really struggled the Sixers, and that's what I was thinking of. Um, but yeah, I definitely think this is an Eastern Conference Finals preview, for sure. I mean, that's if Kemba Walker's knee stays healthy. Yeah, he's the biggest question mark. I mean, I've been reading all this shit 
on Celtics. I've been seeing stuff on Celtics Twitter and everything that there's just like worried that his knee is just like not like that thing's not going away. Yeah, but then like you see him like in that scrimmage against the against the Suns and he's just like taking DeAndre Ayton off the dribble and like yeah. getting crazy and ones over him. It's like I, I mean that's obviously like, like his decision at the end of the day. Yeah. So like yeah, I feel like I feel like the meat like. I don't know. I feel like social media is, like, kind of blowing it out of proportion, but, like, definitely yeah. as just, like, an NBA fan and a Celtics fan, like, definitely a, wor- a worry for the team. And that's why I wonder if it's, like, a day-to-day thing. Like, there's some days where he can just get up and he's fine, and then there's some days where yeah. it's, like, nah, I can't do anything on it. And there's, like, you have, like, arthritis or anything, like, a, some kind of knee problem. Like, that. Like that's how it is. It's kind of, like, it's just day-to-day. Like, some days feel good, some days it doesn't. So, it might be just one of those cases for him. And that's – I mean, I don't know what you can even do about that at that point. With If you're the Celtics position, like, just hope for the best and hope there's good days better than not. But we'll see what happens. It's been weird that he was sitting for four months and that it still is just kind of lingering. That's the worrisome part about it. Yeah. But the rest, regardless of Kemba, they have more than enough with Tatum and Jalen Brown. Like, those two are going to be the guys that are leading the way anyways if they're going to make a run here. And those are the yeah. dudes that are going to have to outplay Giannis and Middleton anyways. And I love to see that JB, like, hasn't slowed down at all. Tatum, like, I mean, Tatum's going to be Tatum. I'm not worried that he had, like, a few rough shooting performances mm-hmm. in the scrimmages, but Jalen Brown in that game against the Suns, like, 21 points, shot a great percentage from the field, and he just, like, it looked like he was picking up right where he left off. Like, yeah. his jump shot was still, like, right on target. Like, he's he's still explosive as ever. Like, and it, it honestly seems like JB's just, like, a little more motivated than before when the season got paused. So we'll see. That's a good one on Friday night. Another one on Friday night, Mavs Rockets. Um, with the Eric Gordon injury, who got he got hurt the other night against the Celtics. Mm. We'll see. I doubt he's going to be playing in these seeding games now at this point, if, even if depending on if he can even come back. We don't know a lot about the injury yet, but it was an ankle and it didn't. And you know how ankle injuries can be in the NBA. Like that's at least a couple weeks. And they, I mean, they're fighting for position, but to the I don't think the Rockets really care where they end up at this point either. They feel like they can beat whoever, maybe yeah. just avoid the Clippers. But the Mavs are right behind the Rockets in the division. They're like a game and a half out, two and a half out. Um, and so that's yeah, a big a game, game for like where they're going to end up. And both those teams are, you know, dark horse contenders to try to make a run in the West or at least make some noise in the West if they, you know, get in the sixth seed or five seed and, They'd give the they'd give the Lakers or Clippers a lot of trouble in a series. Yeah, I think that's I think that it's honestly like that's a bizarre matchup because you like you look at it and like Luca's gonna get his right. Yeah, but like I feel like if there's a game and we talked about this before, like if there's a game where Harden and Westbrook are both doing their thing and they're just like trading buckets like like on different possessions, like I don't like Luca's not gonna be able to keep up with them on his own. No, that's that's a game where like Porzingis needs is is gonna need to play like out of control or like Seth Curry is gonna have to go like seven or seven from deep like something like that like if both of those guys are on their game like I feel like that's gonna be overwhelming for Luca. Yeah, yeah, I think that the I think that the Rockets definitely have the higher ceiling, but they just don't reach that ceiling nearly as much yeah. as the Mavs have reached it this year. Like the Mavs yeah. are very efficient, and the Rockets are like the definition of inefficiency sometimes. Yeah, the Ro- I mean, the Rockets outside of Russ and Harden, though, they're just, like, so not versatile. They just don't – they don't have size, and they don't really have, like, guys who are, like, good two-way players other, other than them. I mean, Covington, but I'm I'm honestly not sold on Covington, dude. I think – I really think he's overrated. Like, yeah, he's, he doesn't do he's as much. He's a defender, and he can, he can kind of shoot threes. Like, it's not, it's not like he's a lethal – three-point shooter no he's just what everybody in the league wants like he's the prototypical like yeah. average three and d guy but like yeah I think he's I like a poor man's that. trevor ariza like yeah I mean, ariza's old now but like as far as like what trevor ariza used, used to, be. to be for teams yeah i don't know yeah, I'm I not, not sold on covington and then just like i think the size is really going to hurt them in a series in the playoffs if they go up against a good big yeah i i agree with you on that and maybe porzingis is is able to do that tomorrow i mean or friday 
Like he's somebody that should be able to have that kind of effectiveness against the Rockets. Like the so, Rockets, if the Rockets somehow like ever found like the Nuggets in the playoffs, like they'd be yeah, sure. yeah, they yeah, it would not end well. It, they might be able to sneak a game or something off them, but with just by threes. But they there's a lot of yeah, holes in that dumb. roster and that gimmicky shit. Like it doesn't work in the playoffs. Like the playoffs are a different game. We've seen it every single year. Especially the games they're... in Denver. Like forget about it. Dude. Yeah. Um. So let's we're gonna roll through the next couple. Of, those are the big four games on the two opening nights. Yeah, um, so excited. We'll rip ones. through these last couple ones. Uh, Memphis and Portland is also, I believe, Friday night, and yep. that game is huge because Portland is only a couple games back right now. They are two and a half back, and if they're they're in the nine spot ahead of New Orleans. So right now they're in position to be in one of the play-in games with Memphis. And if they make up a whole game here, that's dangerous territory for Memphis, no matter how, what their schedule is like. Like they don't want to get caught, lose and slip a couple, a couple times and have Portland or the Pelicans breathing down their neck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, it, it really is just massive. I can't, I can't believe like these guys are playing each other so soon. I know it's and like that just must be so stressful. Like I can't even imagine. Like it's so, it's so different. Just like being thrown into this and like, all right, there's eight games. Yep. Like better not think fuck about up. it. Think about it from the perspective of Jean Morant. Who, yeah, who literally, oh uh, who literally, it's going. This is the biggest game of his basketball career. Yeah, like by and large, like, and he's going against Dame and CJ, who have fucking done it forever and mellow dude and, like and mellow yeah and that's what like that's why it's so it's so crazy because like Ja like blows this and like say like the, the grizzlies like don't make the playoffs you're still like hell of a run by the memphis grizzlies and that young group Ja is still like no one knocks Ja if they don't make the playoffs you know what i mean but yeah. on the other side of it it's like portland better better make something happen here. Like, as you mentioned, Dame, CJ, both super talented. Melo's been scoring in this league for years. It's like a lot of pr- – I feel I feel like more pressures on Blazers than yeah. the Grizzlies. Yeah, and they, but they're healthy finally. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we'll see what they – we'll see what they end up. They can be a dangerous team if they get in and are healthy and fully loaded. Uh, Orlando Brooklyn's in the same vein. It's not really nearly as an exciting game. Probably not one that I'll be paying no, too much I'm close not. attention to. Yeah. But same thing. Like I'll watch those... the highlights of that one on Instagram. <laughs> the there's it's basically avoiding who's going to have to play the Bucks at this point between those two. Yeah. And so we'll see about that. Uh, Both okay. of those series would be so garbage. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be bad for either of those teams. But it is still a. Uh, it's still of note, and if the Wizards had Bradley Beal, it would be a little bit more interesting for those play-ins, but what are you going to do? Uh, OKC Utah, we just, we've been talking about OKC, talking them up, so it'll be interesting to see how they do. That was the game, right? That yeah. was that was supposed to be the game the other night the NBA got canceled. Yep. So we'll get to finally see how that one turns out four Jeez, months later. <laughs> Crazy. But, uh, it's also good to see Andre Roberson back, coming back since 2018. He's been Love out it. and came back into the game the other day and hitting threes now, and he might be a big deal for the Thunder this year. Yeah, I saw we were talking about before we hopped on the podcast tonight, and 909 days that Andre Roberson went without playing basketball, 180 Oklahoma City games that he missed out on. He's finally back out on the court for the scrimmages. And, I mean, he he only helps this team. Yeah. And we mentioned how just, like, different the Thunder is from everyone else in the league. They have veterans and, you know, Adams, Chris Paul, Gallinari. They have SGA, who is just a, a superstar on the rise. They have, I don't know, just all these different role players who just, for some reason, everything's working. We mentioned Billy Donovan's doing an excellent job coaching this year. Um, yeah, Andre Roberson definitely helps him out. And I think I think I'm I'm going OKC over Utah in this game, I think. Yeah, I I believe in OKC probably way too much at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta do but, it too. This podcast has literally just been us hyping. Watch them be longer. like the seven seed and go yeah. like two and six and then yeah. But no, I don't think I 
I I trust the Thunder a lot, and I think that they they play up to their competition against no matter who they're playing. So it'll yeah. be a good game, and I and think that starts with Chris Paul. I mean, he he holds everyone accountable, and like even more importantly, he holds himself yeah. accountable, and like he has to. I mean, Chris Paul, all those runs he had with the Clippers, and he just like they never showed up in the playoffs for some reason. Like, he's, nope. obviously, that's in the back of his mind. Yeah, he's got something to prove for sure, and those guys rally behind him a lot. Yeah. Uh, the last game, Lakers Raptors, is Saturday night, and this is really going to be a test to see. I mean, the Lakers—that's a tough first two games to start off with is the Clippers and Raptors. But let's see what the Raptors are made of in the in this environment. That's—I'm really excited to see what they do with that team. Mm. Me too. I really, you know, what I think helps the Raptors is the no fans. Yeah. I feel like that. I feel like They're the, the Raptors are like weirdly a team that thrive <laughs> with no fans. Honestly, that makes like, like they the all kind of just like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that makes sense, but like it makes complete sense. And like, I feel like Toronto fans are like pretty rowdy too. I just feel like they could like do without them. Yeah. Like guys like Siakam and Lowry, like I feel like they just like they, they just, just wanna... know where they are all the time. Like, yeah. They got like a sixth sense out there. They're just, it doesn't matter to them. Lowry's still going to be hitting those like unbelievable threes and just like yeah. have that like pissed off scowl on his face. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter how many fans are in attendance. Like I feel like that, that dude's playing <laughs> Um, so yeah, those are those that's the big games of the slate this weekend. I'm just so so happy that uh we've got some basketball to finally watch. Like it's been so nice to have just any sports on recently and basketball is finally back and I'll be ready for these eight seeding games to be done and get to the playoffs probably within a week. So Yeah, we're gonna but I'll take gonna, what I can get for now. Yeah. And we're gonna be doing our best to like live tweet these games and Yep. Feel, feel free to interact with us you know if you completely disagree tell us and like let's banter we got some comments it. on instagram today yeah arguing on our i haven't i didn't answer them yet because i was at work but i saw some arguments in our all nba team that came out yeah no i love i love <laughs> it any anything you guys have to say on any of our posts please we encourage it we will respond yes sir and, uh, yeah, we're going to be doing our best. You know, we'll, we'll keep it fun, too, with some of these live tweets, but we'll also make it informational. And, yeah, basketball is back, folks. Let's do it. So, leading in, that leads us into our buzzer reader for today. And uh, kind of just wanted to touch on the fact that this is extremely weird still because the NBA is in a bubble and mm-hmm. they're doing things completely differently than they would have for normal operating procedure. But no player – and has still tested positive from being inside the bubble for coronavirus and it's going by all accounts as well as it possibly could be right now and in comparison major league baseball is sending their players you know to home stadiums all over the place and the marlins already have had to postpone a week of games because 18 players or members of their organization were unfortunately got coronavirus and it's it's just a Worth noting that this was such a uh, innovative and really like out of this world idea, like to bring up the bubble and like have all these players like go and just a million different moving parts and everything like that. And the NBA has done an amazing job. Like it looks official. It looks the as NBA good is, as they can. It's where like... amazing happens, they <laughs> say. And what better place to do it than Disney World? I yeah. Mean like they, they the two the two worlds collided and they're, they're making it work um but no you mentioned like and yeah it kind of is they really set the bar high for other sports leagues like they're like oh well the nba is doing it and then yep. like i feel like other leagues i mean i don't think baseball rushed because i think they should have been trying yeah, they to been do something already, like this yeah. so much sooner but whatever like you what are you gonna do um but yeah, I mean, who would have thought? And even they have cl- they have players who snuck out and went to a strip club, and they still don't have any <laughs> have any positive tests. So. Yeah, and they clean that up right away. Like Lou yeah. was like he's in fourteen days automatically. Like they're making sure. Right. And I mean, there's somewhat like it's crazy that like the thing that one of the talking points we're talking about going into like a restart of the season is like a dude having to get quarantined, but like, yeah, yeah, these players know what they signed up for at this point and the league's going to make sure that they can do everything they can to keep this thing going. Like, and kudos to them for that because 
You can't have one one weak chain breaks this at this point. Like it's so fragile that this can, and they can't take any chances like that. And so far, they've done a great job with it. Yeah, I mean, everyone can have all their arguments they want about you know best league in the world and everything. NBA is proving right now anywhere that they're the best sports league in the world. Yeah, just, and the they, most well equipped to handle like anything right. thrown in their way. Yeah, hats off to NBA. Hats off to Adam Silver. Cannot wait for this weekend. Cannot wait. Everyone just, <laughs> you know, throw that TV on. Listen to yeah, that. None of, no one else is doing anything this weekend. Like, this is your plans. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. Uh, so that will have to do it for tonight's episode. Do you have anything else, Donnie, besides get ready? Because we got actual basketball coming. No, that will conclude episode three. Like we said at the beginning, like, rate, subscribe to the podcast, please, on whatever platform you're listening, whether it's Apple or Spotify. Um, yeah, just let us know what you think. Please follow us on all social yeah. media at Happy Hour Hoops One, the number one, not the letters O N E. Um, somebody was texting me the other day that was like looking it up after they heard it i was like no like the number one numero uno like actual Um, one so yeah yeah that's it and and like i said engage with us on whatever social media platform you're using to follow us and we will answer back especially while we're live tweeting these games yes and look for us to probably both be tweeting tomorrow night during Lakers Clippers because that's what we're planning on doing. So that'll be our first one. We hope to have a lot of fun during that. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Peace. Later.